Well, Mark, blind squirrels can fix a broken clock three times a day. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Total Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is a guy who's back. It's Jake. Hey, we're not splitting up. We're just going to go in two different groups sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. It's, it's apt it's right now. It's not splitting up. Yeah. Yeah. And sitting next to Jake is another guy who played Haley's Comet in a high school play. It's Mark. That's me. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this week, we watched 2013's Coherence, which was yeah. a Mark pick. Yes, it was. Yeah, you know that. Uh, and two 2013 movies in a row, also. Uh, and also, news. both 2013-2014 movies, we're not totally sure when they came out. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell. Uh, and in either way, we will dive all the way into 2013's Coherence real soon. And when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And that's a big deal with this one. Uh, um, yes. If you have any interest in seeing Coherence, go watch the movie before you listen to our podcast on it, because spoilers matter a lot to it. Yep. Yep. And hey, if you like what we do and want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash A-T-O-Z-Horror and support the show at your level of choosing. Get some cool perks for your troubles, like voting on who loses beers for fears every week and what movie the loser has to watch as penance. But hey, if you can't swing that now or just don't want to, no worries. We appreciate you just being here and hanging out with us for this regular cast. For now... It's time to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hey, Jack. You picked this Coherence movie, so do you have a Coherence beer selection? Uh, well, we'll see. You know, the funny thing, a funny thing happened. I grabbed uh, some Voodoo Rangers from the store the other day, and I put them in the refrigerator, and I grabbed all these, like, blue Voodoo Rangers, and then I went to get them out this morning, and <laughs> they were mixed blue and red Voodoo Rangers. I'm drinking two Voodoo Rangers. One's an Imperial IPA, one's a... Normal IPA. They're blue and red. Okay. Couple things there. They're teal and orange. Yeah, well, I mean <laughs> the caps are red. The caps are red, like a new Belgium bottle. So the you red one out there. I haven't <laughs> actually seen the red one's like the eight hop or whatever like that or whatever it is, and I haven't seen that one in a while. But still, we got two different colors. Look, you made an effort. Yeah. You made an effort. Yeah, so I like I'm the also, color I'm play. also wearing a glow stick. That's that has that nothing helped, to, it, that has nothing to do with beers for beers. I, it helped his case. I think it helped his case. <sighs> Jake, what about you? What are colors. your he has colors? I, I see no beers in front I, of me. I presently. always get them out. I don't know. No. That's my this thing, is a new thing now. It's a yeah, visual it's a thing bit. for this non-visual medium. That's a cool medium. couch gag you're doing yeah. here. Yeah, well, that's for you mostly. Podcast. I appreciate it because Mark can't even really deal with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was expecting some space dust here. Mark didn't do it. I'm not seeing it unless you're going to do my nope, thing. I'm not. I was expecting it. Uh, it's true. So I'm, I'm proud of us for not doing going. Yeah, I, I didn't do it because I was thinking, ah, they're going to do space dust. We always do space dust. I was also expecting like the the hazy little thing or the mind haze or something. But that's kind of every movie at this point, too. <laughs> we did. They're all mind hazes. <laughs> I feel like you must have listened to last week's episode because that, those are the two beers that Jack and I drank for last week's episode. Huh. Yeah, and I was like, they might just double up because they had to have bought some of them. One of my two beers last week was a leftover mind haze from the previous week before that even. So. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> let's just so do it every I, week. I went a different direction. This movie, in terms of what happens on screen, is not really a beers for fears movie. It's more of a wines for the times movie. That they're drinking wine. This is a dinner party. Yes, one they character are. in particular drinks a lot of wine. So Ooh. I have a can of wine here. I'm going to drink. That is a can of red wine. Yes, I'm going to drink it. Yep. Uh, and then I also got a. This is a Woodland Empire mixtape IPA called Truth Hurts. Uh, this is where spoilers come into play. 
this isn't too spoilery just on the nose, but uh, there's some truth at the end of this movie, and boy, does it hurt. Yeah, and there's also, this is like one of those dinner party with secrets that start to yeah, emerge yeah. movies. Well, yeah, thanks for adding to the I like it. applicability of that, how coherent that selection was, Jack. Yeah, I how like about it. yourself? You know what I like most about your selection? What's that? As we record this little peek behind the curtain, it is 10 a.m., and you're just going to be pugging off a can of red wine, and I appreciate <laughs> that about you. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. It's a Saturday. <laughs> I also have some coffee. I made some pour over. It's uh, knocking me on my ass. Ooh, I like that. Yep, Big nude. Big nude <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I have one beers for these fears, or beer for this fear. Thank as you. The case I appreciate the one beer. Yeah. It is a rogue beer. Okay. It is an out-of-line West Coast IPA. Okay. I- explain. Yeah, I will. This is a movie where multiple different timelines, or not even timelines, reality points, multiple universes converge, and people end up traveling from one line to another. They get out of their line, into other people's lines, trying to get back to their own line. I think they all fail at getting back to their original timelines. They all, every character ends up out of their initial line at the end of this movie. <laughs> Change places. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think I think that's probably true. Yeah, we definitely know that to be the case for one character. Right. Maybe the woman who never leaves the house stays. We'll we'll get into all that. Well, we'll, uh, yeah. But either way, there's a movie where a lot of things are out of the lines they're supposed to be. In. Correct. So I got an out of line. Also, this feels like a real L.A. movie, and that I think it was just filmed in the director's house, which looks like it it's was. in the valley. It um, was. Yeah. yeah. So you know, West Coast too. There, there's some there's some movie stuff we can get into about that. His wife was, like, having a baby during the filming of this movie. Yeah. She also, gave him five days because she was like, I'm about to have a kid. I want to have a home birth, so hurry the fuck up. And then it, it happened. They lost one night because they were shooting a Skittles commercial down oh, the block. my God. I can't wait to talk about yeah. this fucking movie. Um, in any case, yeah. So, you know, uh, if you... Yeah, Mark? I, I, I'm proud that none of us are went the route of drinking a tincture of ketamine. That probably would have brought the whole energy down for the episode. It, it would have absolutely <laughs> brought the energy down. Someone would've, might have died. Well, it would have changed the energy. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh, oh, and, and Mark has on his keyboard. Father man. <laughs> that's, that's Patreon content. We're all going to do some ketamine afterward and re-review the movie. I like it. Yeah. Now, ordinarily on the podcast, this is where we talk about what else has been rocking our horror worlds, including paying up on Lost Beers for Fears, but but as this podcast release, it's going to be like the 8th of December, so that's close to the start of the month. Eh, holidays are busy, It was buddy. a whole thing. The man. holidays are busy. Yeah, also it was like a Monday. That, yeah, that, fuck nah, that. It was a whole thing. Fuck that. But we got to do the Horror Release Roundup. The Horror Release Roundup is a monthly segment where yep. over at the website, we will kick you a complete list of horror movies we were able to find coming out of the course of the next month, and our thoughts about each one of them, maybe a little quip or two. Quip. And uh, here on the podcast, we're just going to hit you with the top one, and a bottom one, and a dark horse pick. Mark, do you want to start us off? Sure. What's in your heart? Where do you want to start? I like, sto- I like going uh, dark horse first. All right, let's do it. What is your dark horse pick, Mark? Uh, mine is the Tokolosh. Okay. Uh, me which too. Is, yeah. Well, okay. Let's talk about it. Let's you talk about it too because it's my top one. Just Okay, it's a good transition. We'll go top next. Okay, I like it. Okay, so this is a South African movie, I believe. It's like partially in Zulu, uh, the Zulu language. And I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't really have much cultural exposure to horror movies from that continent, really. Yeah. Uh, so interesting stuff there. I guess it's, you know, it's sort of based on folklore. It has this like nice, dark foreboding tone to it hey do you guys want to know how i found this this movie and that it was releasing yes i do this is distributed by uncorked so wow so based off of doing some doing some research for the poll that we did based on life changer to get jack you a movie to watch i went to the uncorked website to see like all the movies that they're associated with and so they do do like 
production and consultation and stuff, which is mostly what we see when the uncorked title card comes up. But they also do a lot of distribution specifically for like international movies. So when you go to their website, they have like a shitload of movies that I did not know were associated with them. <laughs> that is very cool. Exactly. Uh, which is, prob- I think, also how Life Changer came to be. In any case, um, this one was on there, and yeah, I threw it up. But fun Very little, nice. Yeah. Fun little side journey. A little background on this. I mean, what we get from the trailer is the, the protagonist woman appears to be, like, it's a new job as a, some kind of house cleaner or cleaner of some big, maybe industrial, quasi-industrial building. That's it's a bandaged. hospital. She cleans late at night. It's a hospital. Is that yeah. clear? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I missed that part. I guess that's quasi-industrial. It's yeah, okay. quasi-industrial. Yeah. So, um, But, and then she gets terrorized by this demon. Now, I'd heard of the Tokolosh once before. Like, I understood it to be like a sleep gremlin. Sure. Okay. Just in a, I don't know, you, sometimes you spend time looking up like cryptids or folkloric monsters of the world. As you do. Yeah, as on you a do. Thursday yeah. night. So yeah. I heard it before. When you're at I'm, work. I fucking love folklore monsters mm-hmm. from around the world. They're so goddamn cool, and I love to see one from South Africa. Awesome. I'm very excited. Yeah, so that's why it's your top one. Yes, So we're absolutely. all out of format. The only thing I'll say about my <laughs> about it being my Dark Horse pick is that the, the quality in terms of if you were to just compare it face-to-face to, like, another bigger release is obviously going to be different. I don't know that it's going to be the best movie, but the fact, as Mark mentioned, that it's coming from South Africa, we don't have a lot of exposure to that. I think it's really cool to see something that's at least partially in Zulu, and then you add the cryptid aspect to it. I don't know anything about the Tokolosh. I'd never heard of it. But, hey, that's cool. I like discovering these new mythical creatures. That's fun. Really cool. So that's why I think it fits really nicely into this part of what it is that we do that's really all i have to say sure what was yours mine was the mandela effect sure look so this is a movie and and it's it is really just the mandela effect as like the pop culture phenomenon oh it uses every every single fucking i didn't see shaquille o'neal shazam kazam that it'll you know it'll be in there you know Uh, actually no it might well (laughs) do you think there will just be a cameo by one of those two (laughs) man that'd be really cool it'd be easier to get sinbad than shaq but and I, I can't believe that. this is. I do. Oh my god, are you kidding me, dude? Shaq is those big in general's every insurance money. commercial. You yeah, those just, yeah, like, Shaq, general's insurance Shaq, money. Shaq, Shaq will spend some time to make a dime, dude. Shaq he is also imminently talks available. A lot about how he vigorously he protects his brand, and I disagree with you, sir. Shaq. Yeah, his brand is just <laughs> Vicks vapor rub and Gold Bond powder and. Shoes, the generals, car insurance. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Oh yeah, the general. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, he would totally do this. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about the general. That's new low, Shaq. But anyway, either way, I would also say this is the first time, and I can't believe this is the first time I've seen these two, you know, pop culture, pop phenomena things crammed together. Because this is also dealing a lot with the the what, let's say quote unquote thought experiment, the the hypothesis that it's more likely than not that we're living in a simulation of a world. Um, that whole thing that was popular a couple of years ago on the internet and for blowhards to talk about. Okay. And this crams both of those together. This is like, we are in a simulation, which is what's caused the Mandela effect. I yeah. mean... And I, I can't believe those two blowhard ideas have been crammed together. Well, it's like the it's like that scene from The Matrix when the cat walks across the doorway twice. Exactly. Definitely not what deja vu is, but a cool shot. <laughs> yeah. I just had deja vu. Uh, two but, cats walked in front of me. <laughs> but I will say... Uh, so it's it's interesting. It's obviously could be very problematic and could get real stupid real fast. There's also some troubling yep. like racial aspects of the Mandela effect that I hope this like steers clear of because yikes. I called it the um, Mandela effect though. I mean it's well, gonna. Well, no, but there's, I, there's that's like, there's the like, name of the phenomenon. I know, but 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 because it, of part of that is it's 
troubling racial overtones. Anyway, right? we'll right. see what they do with it. We it's, will. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Bader Meinhof thing, where sure. it's named after and whatever Eastern European terrorist group or something like that. <laughs> right. Right. Sure. Um, but I will say the effects also look pretty cool. Like the digital effects, they do a lot of like glitching out in the real world while the camp. Yeah. There's one scene in particular that I was really impressed with the effects. It's like a straight on shot of a woman. She starts glitching and like pixelating out, but and then, then it the rotates. camera pans around her, and yeah, that's, that's really kind of a cool fucking shot. cool shot. Cool effects. So, all in all, it's a dark horse pick for me. Could be dumb, could be awesome. That's my pick. Hmm. We hmm. all know what Jack. my top one is. I won't revisit the Tokolosh. Mark, is there anything what's else your you want to say? No. Tokolosh. Uh, about what? About Tokolosh. Uh, no, I don't wax it looks poetic about it anymore. Fucking rad. I think it's cool. For all yeah. the reasons you guys said. Okay. <laughs> Mark, what's your top one? My top one is a movie called I See You, which I had never heard of until we had the trailer up, which is always a little bonus um, for, for this segment. I, this is uh, Helen Hunt in a horror movie, first Oh, off. this one. Okay. I couldn't remember which one this was. Yeah. It's a bad title. Uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to find. There's, it's one of those ones where you like Google I See You on IMDb, and it comes up with like an IV next to its name, because there's no less than 15 other movies with the exact same title. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Helen Hunt is one of the main actresses in this. I haven't seen her in a long time and I do like her. Um, this is, I guess like some type of supernatural kid abduction haunted house movie. I'm, I, I I am very intrigued by what the trailer put out there and I don't think it gave very much away. So it's getting a lot of bonus points for being a well-constructed trailer. The trailer was mysterious. Yeah. Yes. And And the last piece was that this frog mask thing that's in the thumbnail and is apparently like the cover of the movie. I really fucking like that. It's it's, so weird looking. It's it's like a frog puppet and I want to know how it's going to work into the the, (laughs) movie. And it's wooden, but not wooden. I've been seeing it everywhere. I'm glad to know where it's from. That was the same experience I'd had. I you get these like thumbnail. You, this is kind of a thing now for trailers. Like, can we have that one thing that then is used for the YouTube thumbnail? I've seen this served for a while. Oh yeah. I I don't click on those because I think a they're going to be spoilery and I want to go in blind if it is something that's worth watching. And then b we're going to fucking do it anyway at yeah. some point. So I just have ignored it and now I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Mark, I like this pick. This movie clearly looks well made. It's yeah. also interesting that you kind of touched on maybe supernatural because nothing. It's like a like a crime thriller, except for there's one scene where a kid gets like yanked off his bike in the, by nothing in the middle of the air. Like it's right out of a Stephen King story. Yeah. Well, oh, and I yeah. mean, they're supposedly like haunt the house is somehow haunted after the disappearance of this kid. So, but that's the only indication of anything supernatural. Right. The, I, the trailer did not give very much away, which yes, is why it's, it's my top good. one for the month. It's cool. It's good. Jake, what about you? What's your top one? I went with in fabric. In hell. Yes, choice. you did this. I mean, <laughs> This is going to be a weird movie. I've seen this one coming for a while. Haunted I dress. I, I can't remember when I first saw this trailer, but it's about a fucking haunted dress, and it's done in like the most jello way possible. <laughs> I like. I don't understand how this is going to come together. No, Jake, and actually, spoiler for the non cinephile hipsters among sure. us explain so giallo is like an italian horror style like dario argento is probably the most famous i would say director of this style and it's uh, i'm saying style a lot but it's a highly stylized type of horror style? movie that it was done usually <laughs> in the way of like a crime detective like tracks it down mystery sort of thing uh-huh. but colors pop a lot there's kind of an offbeat sort of humor to it it's not noir but that's like the italian answer to noir by making it really color color colorful that's sure. the word <laughs> that i'm go. looking for anyway this thing looks <laughs> bizarre yes and it does it's kind of i need this sort of weirdness to cap off my year like <laughs> i'm just so done with 2019 that i want this 
One thing that I want to say, and this is like a bit spoilery, so I guess we could like link it down in the description below. By the time this comes out, this movie might be out. What's the release date on it? I think the 6th. December 6th. Okay, well then it's out by the time you hear this. So whatever. Anyway, I saw a clip pop up, and because I'd already seen the trailer, I took the bait. And it seems it's weirder than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. I want to watch it with you guys. Can we we watch it really quick and just come back? Holy fuck. Okay, hold on. Yeah, so we just watched that clip. Holy shit. <laughs> this movie's going to be funny. It's going to be bizarre. This movie is going to be, be an A24 movie. Yeah, oh true, yeah, it is. So oh yeah, it is. Just from the trailer, and maybe it's like a bit of recency bias because we, we just watched Oculus, but I got a bit of an Oculus vibe where like, here's a haunted thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a series of scary vignettes a part of it. We're not going to explain the haunting of the thing very much. I don't think it's going to take itself that serious. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, okay, the core of what you're saying, sure. Yes. In that sense. Well, and but also, then it's going to be fucking weird. I, did, I got a very different vibe from this clip that I just watched with you. Then from the trailer? Yeah, no, I mean, in terms yes. of comedy and tone. Yes. Okay. Definitely. I don't know. I thought the trailer made it seem like it wasn't going to be that. It's about a haunted dress. You can't make it serious. You don't think you make a haunted mirror movie I don't serious. know. Mirrors have always been kind of creepy, dude. Dresses, <laughs> so dresses have not been creepy. No. Is it blue? Is it gold? Oh, shit, dude. No. <laughs> no. Not, anyway. Not, not buying it. Good pick. I like it. Looks like fun. Let's go negative here, boys. One one nice thing about doing these HRR things a little bit later in the month is a few of the movies that have come out, you can just see what the critical response is already, and it does look like Jake picked a good one because it is currently writing a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes and an 84% nice. on Metacritic. Solid. <laughs> so Solid. I like it. I wonder what the critical reception, as with any A24 movie, I wonder what the critical reception and then the viewer reception will be <laughs> because usually there's usually different. like a pre- pretty different <laughs> yeah. take with yeah. A24, but we'll see. Yeah. Mark! Yes. What's a what's a real stinker in December of 2019? Uh, interesting conversation to have because there are some stinkers, and it's like, where do you draw the line of like what's too bad to even talk about versus like what had promise but just isn't going to deliver? I went with the latter there, and I picked Daniel isn't real, which is a sort of a f- psychological th- like some kid's uh, imaginary friend is controlling him. And you, there's like it's kind of hit me like a fight like a Fight Club light type of situation. I mean, it's definitely like Fight Club. It seems like Fight Club without a twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fight Club, but the twist is revealed ten seconds in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what the? Fu- that's a bad take, dude. This movie <laughs> looks good. It doesn't look bad. It looks. Hey, it looks good. This was almost my top one. Wow. Well, I mean, we do that from time to time where we yeah. pick a bottom one and a top one that's the same movie. But I, this is this did not resonate with me whatsoever. That's fair. <laughs> Bottom one seems odd to me. I guess you're giving a lot of. I, I hate calling it the uncorked rule now. Uncorked has like risen. Oh my god. Yeah. I, well, I mean, let's not let's not give them too much credit. They still put out stinkers. Two of the movies this month are uncorked, and they definitely qualified for the uncorked rule. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. You gave some uncorked rules then. Yeah, that's that's case, the thing. It's it's a, it's a really hard month to draw the line, and I was trying to figure out like what movie just didn't look all that good but was also still good enough to talk about and that's kind of where i landed with daniel i will say this about this one this might be the worst therapist i've ever seen he's got a patient who is experiencing hallucinations 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 yep and breaks with reality and his advice to this gentleman is retreat even further into your psyche and find an imaginary friend to talk to that's that seems like look i'm not a not a mental health professional but that seems like good sound advice you know what? Sometimes you just it's it's like listening to your conscience, except your conscience is played by Peter Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, also yeah. weird that he's just a leading man in movies now and we don't talk about that more. Is I this... mean there's not a lot to say. Yeah. I know, but like I still think it should be 
I don't know. I want to point it out. It's weird. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. That, yeah, that kid's never going to like step out of that shadow. He's like a third cousin twice removed from John F. Kennedy. He does not look at all like Arnold. No, he looks like a Kennedy. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that either. I guess maybe. I don't know. No. Mark, if he did a bunch of steroids Wait. and did a bunch of weightlifting, he might look like Arnold. It's not Peter. It's Patrick Schwarzenegger, right? Sure. Yes. P. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes. All right. Either way, Mark, uh, weird pick. Very yeah, strange well, bottom one pick. You know what? Yeah, I, like like I don't like it. What's then? What's yours? Give us a real one. I gave it to the Christmas Carol. Yeah, fuck I, this. Look, I mean, I. Interesting. We've take. seen about seven hundred iterations of this, and in this time, it's a series format. I hate those, and it goes in a direction that I don't think I need or want to see. Like in this trailer. Scrooge is making Mrs. Cratchit like show him her tits for money because they're poor. Yep. Because they're the Cratchits. And she says the fuck word. And it seems like there's going to be more ghosts and more death. And it's going to be edgy. I've never understood. I've never liked or understood the Christmas Carol. I disagree with that. Muppet Christmas Carol is like, you have to put it on on Christmas. So no, 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 no. You, you got to watch the one that's uh like Looney, t- not Looney Tunes, like Disney Tunes. Like Scrooge. Mickey Mouse and yeah, and, and Pluto. And no, the Mupp- no, Muppet, I mean, Muppet it, Christmas Carol. Yeah, if you're going to watch a Christmas Carol, it has to be Muppets. But yeah. that's good because it's Muppets, not because it's a Christmas Carol. Uh, whatever. Look, We're splitting Here's hairs. my problem with the Christmas Carol. Okay. I don't... Why does Scrooge get the opportunity to be visited by Bob Marley's ghost and be saved? Did a ghost come <laughs> visit Bob Marley and give him that opportunity? Are ghosts trying to prevent people from becoming ghosts? Because Bob Marley is expressly a ghost because he's a selfish dick. Well, maybe. So maybe... then, why is he helping Scrooge not become a ghost? Uh, I, 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 I appreciate Robert Marley. Okay, dude, he's it's, making it's a Bob joke. Mar- no, no, he's called Bob Marley. Like, I, it's it, Jacob this Marley. Was, yeah, but he's called Bob Marley in Charles Dickens's story. Okay, mm. let me mm. let me tell you something here. Maybe. The reason he's visited by his old business partner is because his old business partner didn't have the friends and the opportunity to be visited by a ghost of his own, Jack. So you just got to outlive all the other dicks and get a better shot at, shot at redemption? Yeah. Isn't this is a that, weird morality Isn't that play. like the normal thing? Isn't that what we all know what we're supposed to do? Outlive all your friends? Yeah. Okay. That's sure. my goal. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll be successful at that. <laughs> yes, Mark. You will probably be successful at that. I don't know. I got high blood pressure. <laughs> that's bad okay okay in any case jake i like the pick it doesn't look good i've never liked a christmas carol i just anyway. don't like the take on it i don't think we need another and then this weird edginess there's is a lot of stuff we don't bizarre. need yeah I, whatever i don't need it and i hate series i hate them well what this was your... is that's weird that's weird what you don't like, don't series? like series i dude i've been saying this for years you didn't like know Chernobyl. this was a series really thought this was a movie oh i thought this was a series i could be wrong if it's a no series, this is then... this is a series it's like okay a good series yeah, I mean, I hate. I talked about this so much, dude. Like Hill House, flabbergasted me because it like broke that for me. It was great. Mini series are somewhat different, but anything that's episodic, I hate the dramatic flow, the ebbs and flows, and the cliffhangers and all that shit. Fuck it, <laughs> Jack. What do you have? Uh, yeah, I went a different direction for my bottom one. I went blood bags, blood bags. This which... was close to my dark horse. I actually kind of want to see this movie. Okay, so this is about uh, what an American tourist and her friend in Italy. Yep. She convinces her friend to break into an abandoned building because I'm going to miss Italy's buildings. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to convince people to break into abandoned buildings, does it, Jack? No. So then what? you don't need dialogue. <laughs> Listener, Jake and I in college may or may not have broken into a derelict, condemned, yeah, condemned. condemned art building. That was awesome. There was that some was so scary. genuinely terrifying shit in there. 
Yeah. Just like failed art projects or maybe. Oh my completed. god, walking into know. rooms in the basement in the pitch black with a flashlight. Incredible. Yeah. One of my favorite experiences. So you don't need to explain why they're breaking into abandoned buildings. That's just fun. People would get that. But she yeah. says, I'm going to miss Italy's buildings. And typically when people say that they mean like, oh, the Colosseum, any the uh, a particular leaning tower, uh any any number of, of famous buildings in Italy that uh, you could go with. Any basilicus, there's a number of basilic Sky, Basilisk Sky, the Basilisks. Basilisks. Yeah, yep. Basilisks. <laughs> that, that country um, is crawling with Basilisks. <laughs> but she breaks it. So I miss, I'm going to miss Italy's building, so I'm going to break it to a suburban row house. I mean, I. it's not, that's not, there's a lot of really cool architecture just on, like, the side of the road in Italy. Like, go to Siena. No one yes, really gives a shit about, that's like, kind I mean, of my point. cool, but. But they show you the building into which she's breaking, and it is a suburban row house built in 1993. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> seem like the one you choose, is all you're saying, I think. And then, and then what, well, it's just a, that's the, the excuse for the horror to ensue where stuff happens, and it doesn't, the effects don't look particularly good. So, nothing about this excites me. I'm just not looking forward to it. I kind of hope I'm wrong. I couldn't get past that the main chick looks exactly like Judy Greer. She's she's got a bit of a Greer Greer vibe to she's her. She's Greer esque. Yeah, <laughs> she was a Greer esque woman. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. <laughs> anyway, um, that's all I've got. Should be anything else we want to talk about this month? I mean, Black Christmas, another fucking remake for some reason. I'm excited. I actually do kind of like the idea. A that um, fucking Carrie Elwes is like in this movie just that he exists in general uh but also i like that this movie has now been re- there are now three iterations of black christmas and none of them are actually like the same movie they're similar enough, that's kind of cool i I'm, in, cool. I'm on i'm a fan of this trend of just making a movie called black christmas set on a college campus where shit goes down it's like sorority adjacent but that's all you get and then it's just I, like other weird shit happens i think it could turn into like a cool if they make them different enough but that is what you leave as the constant it could turn into like an interesting sort of almost anthology yeah yeah exactly yeah i thought the the same thought yeah is there anything else we want to touch on this month no we're a half hour into this recording so let's go to the feature presentation Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2013's, maybe 2014's Coherence. Yep. Now, Mark, you picked this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you'd recommended it to me in a previous year's Omnibus. I recommend this to every single person I've ever talked to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've all seen this before. Mm-hmm. Um, how many to viewings is this for you? Two. Oh, nice. Okay. Wow. That's fewer than I would have expected. For uh, for a movie I love as much as this one, I hadn't. I, I watched it back when it hit the digital marketplace in 2014, and then not really since. So interesting. I don't know why. <laughs> you seemed a little unsure when you first brought this movie up that it was horror. I think it's clearly horror. It's horror, dude. Okay, it's horror. I'll take it. It's cool. horror. That it makes my job <laughs> Let's just use the shutter rule. If it's on shutter. The shutter. It's uh, maybe. Shut up. Anyway, Mark, you picked this movie, uh-huh. and you know what that means. 30 seconds are on the goddamn <laughs> clock. You're going to have to like summarize Primer for us in 30 seconds. <laughs> that clock's going to start when you start. Hit us with a synopsis. Okay, a group of friends get together for a dinner party, and uh, there's a comet going overhead that causes some weird electrical interference. Some of their phones break, some other weird shit happens. They don't remember each other from being in TV shows and whatever. So then uh, the lights go out, and they venture out into the neighborhood to find the other house that has lights, but when they get there, they find themselves 
they create a like multi-factor authentication for each individual house, including numbers and colors and all this other shit. They get all Jeremy Barramy and mix each other up, and then at the end, it's you find out that M was the lead character the whole time, and that she has to go find Tied. the best self of hers to kill and then take her place. <laughs> I mean, that's about as good a job as you could possibly do on this, I think. This do you is- want to continue through to the end? Uh, well, yeah, I did kind of skip most of it. So one of the girls, uh, Emily, is struggling a little bit with, like, how her life has turned out a little bit, some missed opportunities in her past and, like, her relationship with her husband. She figures out that there are these other groups of people who are just themselves from the multiverse, and she seeks out, she chooses to seek out one that she thinks has a better life than her and attempts to kill her off and take her place. But then at the end, when the sun comes up and the comet is gone and all the multiverses have gone back to being separate, uh, now there's just two Emilys. <laughs> and she's in she, trouble. She does a comically bad job of killing herself. I don't understand how you could do that bad of a job. <laughs> Especially later. when you're already in the bathroom you're not supposed comes to later. be in. Comes later. Hey, irritable bowel syndrome. It's, nobody questions that. Yeah, or Crohn's disease or something like that. Yeah. I mean, or just go graphic with it and saying, I'm having very distressing diarrhea. Check back in a half hour. <laughs> that, Buy that yourself tincture, some time. But that, that tincture that of ketamine broken. that you gave me. Well, that, it's already a, begun. That's a Jake. classic Dumb and Dumber situation. It's already begun. You're welcome to come in here and help me yeah. fix it if you want. Don't use that toilet. It doesn't work. <laughs> that's when you're like, too late. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. I'm jumping the gun here. Yeah, I that's going to come back up gun. in uh, nitpicks. I had that written down. What in the fuck subgenres of horror does this movie fit into? Psychological. Yes. I'm going to throw sci-fi it out is, there. It is, dude. I think it is. Mark's going to be like, nah. What? Okay, is. what is the psi part of this? Comet? The There's a all, comet? All the quantum entanglement. Yes, discussion. also the comet. It's all, it's all the quantum entanglement stuff. Mark, now, if that's I, not sci, then like. I agree that ti- what I sci. typically associate with sci-fi is like sci-fi props or settings as well, and there's none of those. But I do think there's enough discussion of quantum entanglement. They don't they don't call it quantum entanglement. They call it something stupider. But um, well, it would have been stupid had they called it quantum entanglement too. What? It would have been. I mean, there you're not going to get into like any time. I there I think there's a rule that anytime you bring up Schrodinger's cat in a pop culture thing, you're going to do it wrong. Sure, kind of but, regardless. I mean, sh- yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so it's Just, I brought yes. up sci-fi questionably. I'm not gonna die on a hill to say it's sci-fi. It's lacking all the props and settings of what I would typically I think consider it's sci-fi. to be sci-fi. We kind of need like we kind of need like two sci-fi categories. There's sci-fi light and then like high sci-fi. High well, sci-fi a, would be like Blade Runner shit. And there is a thing called hard sci-fi. This is not hard sci-fi. Soft sci-fi. Sure, it's not that either. I don't know if it's soft sci-fi soft. is like pulp sci-fi. Yeah, and it's not definitely not that. It's just not hard sci-fi. Okay, it's that's sci-fi. what that's what the category is called. Just not hard sci-fi. Yeah, hey, yeah great. perfect. Some Add it to the list. Just <laughs> not hard sci-fi. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not too upset with that. <laughs> so we got psychological and just not hard sci-fi. I, I don't really it. have much else. No, I mean, is there a dinner indie. party subgenre? It's indie. It's definitely indie. There, yeah, that's it. We're not um, doing dinner party. Dinner though. party. This and the invitation. Uh, this is, oh, 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 definitely adult fears. Not really oh, in the yeah. traditional sense of, like, dying, you know, a drowning child or a kid getting run over by a semi-truck or something like that, but, like... Disappointment. Infidelity and yeah. disappointment. And <laughs> I feel like exactly. this is... I don't Living with your life as a failure. Your life not being where you want it to be. No, this is, this this is, is the most adult, adult fears. fears. This, this is more of an adult fear to me than a fucking drowning kid. I'm way closer <laughs> to this than a kid drowning. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, in the way that so this that isn't one. hard sci-fi, this is hard adult fears. 
<laughs> exactly. <Hard>. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got, though. I, I don't okay. think there's much yeah, else that, here. We don't need to shoehorn no, other ones. Let's jump hilarious. right the fuck into it. Mark, what does this movie do right? Oh. Other than everything. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> other than everything. Hold on. Let me think yep. about that. Let's start with, we always start with this one because it's going to be the important one to get out there early, the concept. This is a one-of-a-kind thing. Well, one-of-a-kind, need- except that it's also a Twilight Zone episode, but. That's fine. Dude. And it's fine. Also, is like, borrows from Primer. No, it is one-of-a-kind, but it is its own thing. Like, it does borrow from a lot of stuff. I know, I said it wrong. Idiot. Stop laughing. I was fixing it. Yeah. It borrows from a lot of stuff, but it is its own thing, for sure. When did Primer come out? I have no idea. 2013 oh, two, or 14? 2000, 2004. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Primer's, yeah. <laughs> Primer's not a big enough movie. That, I, I don't know. This movie does not scream Primer to me when I watch no, no, it. No, no, but it's definitely borrowing a lot I've of I've never seen Primer. Primer. Should I see Primer? Eh, you might like it. It's good. Okay. It's a slow burn. It's if not If I horror. like this movie, would I like Primer? Mm, irrelevant. Not necessarily. Apples irrelevant. and oranges. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if I like an apple, will I like an orange? I mean, most likely. They're both high in Yeah, you can't acid. compare apples and oranges, yeah. it turns mm, out. Okay. <laughs> if I like apples, will I like sitting at a table? There you go. <laughs> I like sitting at a table and eating apples, so yes. <laughs> it's a direct correlation between yeah. the two. Okay. I want to talk. Mark, you asked me a while back to bring up examples of good exposition in movies we see. Yes. And this movie is an excellent example of great exposition. There's okay. no, she doesn't, in the start of the movie, she doesn't turn on the radio and say, there's a comet overhead, it's going to fuck with shit. Instead, weird stuff starts to happen, and they jokingly bring it up, like, oh, there is a comet overhead, maybe it's that comet. But the, then, yep, they, you start to learn a little bit more about, like, eh, maybe that is, like, and the comet isn't a joke, it's a real thing that's happening. This is great I do, exposition. I had this written down a little bit later, I think I had it in Does Metal, but it's like... It is funny to see the weird amount of comet knowledge that all of these people randomly have. And it, to me, it seems uh, you can tell that it's like there's no fucking way they would they would have like oh yeah, in 1928 there was this comet that crashed into Russia and killed two people. Oh, but it's Mark. also like I, the way they the way they put that information out there. I do totally buy that they like read a BuzzFeed article the morning of <laughs> like well, top she ten comments. She just heard about it. <laughs> she does, but also Mark, you're talking about the Tunguska event. Like that is a very famous event that is okay, much well, described. I mean. But there's I, like I would be telling you about the Tunguska event, which happened in 1908 and killed three people in Siberia. Okay, yeah, but, but then there's also the one you. where they're like, there was a comet that flew over, and there was this one lady in a Swedish town who was like, "My husband's not my husband because I killed my husband." Right, right, right. But like, I mean, that okay. like you said, that is believable. That like there's a comet coming close to Earth. I might read a little bit about comets. Right, exactly. I don't but, know if there was in 2013 or 14 or whenever they were filming this. I I can't remember how big the top ten like clickbait list type articles were but that kind of screams to me what they read this morning (laughs) yeah no definitely the part where that where it does middle that for me is the like uh beardy guy's uh brother he's some kind of theoretical physicist and so he has specific (laughs) ideas about what this comet is going to do vis-a-vis multiple realities like that that's that's where it veered (laughs) off of does right for me that's that's almost like a cloververse type thing where what's the what's the corporation tagorado or whatever yeah. Help me oh, out yeah. Here. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, remember the what, name. What I know the, what you're the thing about. from the ARG yeah. that they do, uh, yeah. where there's like one scientist. I think it was John Goodman in the Ten Cloverfield Lane one who yes. finds out that like weird shit is about to happen, but can't tell anybody because it's classified. Yeah, well, he's an employee of that company in that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah, but that so that's where it veers off of the good exposition. But this movie opens on really good and cool exposition. I like that a well, lot. Well, and I think to to jump on that, the other thing that I definitely wanted to put at like the top of the list is that. 
if I am to believe the things that I've read about this movie, particularly on the IMDb trivia page, this is like 98% improvised dialogue. Yeah, it's like a Blair Witch Project. Yeah, he so. ga- he said he gave each, I mean, apocryphally, I don't know, he, on Wikipedia and a couple articles I read about this movie said he wrote down like the backstory and motivations for all the characters and then like some key points they have to hit, but no actual dialogue. Yeah, I, their interactions are believable and you get that through what they're doing in the sense of improv and they pick the best parts and they stuck with it like this is how that works and it also really does feel like a friend group like meeting back up together for the first time in a while yeah i yeah i don't disagree with that you don't disagree with that or you do disagree i don't i don't disagree with that okay i have some things to say about the friend group but it happens later and it's not (laughs) it's not this point yeah well i'm gonna jump on that point too yeah when we get there Uh, but it is it is interesting to see like watching it now with that piece of information it's it's a it kind of gave me a different take on how the conversations go because like that early part where they're you're kind of learning who the characters are and they're talking about like what they do for a living and whether or not they're a yoga teacher or whatever the fuck is weird and socially awkward but also that kind of makes sense if you like literally were just handed a card that was like you drove here and your cell phone's broken. Try and make friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yep. Yep. No, definitely. Yeah. I, I think the thing that stood out most to me was the way this movie is filmed. It's it's shot in an intrusive, like voyeuristic way, and I think that is super essential to the mood that it gives off. Okay. The whole time that these people are going through this experience, you are you're like kind of put off guard from the beginning because of how it's shot. Everything is like super tight. It's not, it doesn't look very good, but I think that's also essential. Like you're just there observing what's happening. I what? Yes, but I, well, I agree with and that. They, and they directly play off that later when M leaves and she's like looking in the windows of other houses. Like that's the vibe they're going for. They're just yep. being spied on by themselves, essentially. Yep. Exactly. And that's he, exactly right. He does use the shots well to mirror the tone of the scene. Like it's a little shaky, gets a little out of focus. Mm-hmm. But it goes too far with that for me. There are scenes where it's too shaky, too out of focus. I'm like, I'm not watching a found footage movie here. I There's a certain amount of like... Dutch angles add to the stress of a scene, like things like that. You can blend, you can blur the focus a little bit to be like, I don't know what's going on, and that's yep. really effective. I think it goes a little bit too far. It's, intru- it's obtrusive. The first time I watched this, so this is the second time I wa- I've seen this too. To yeah, Jack, you never said really how, how many you watched it either. This is second, too, for okay, me. Cool. Well. Um, the first time I watched it, it, first it wasn't hitting me quite right. I was like, damn, this is pretty, like, janky, low budget. But then it started to make sense. And it actually, like, from the jump this time, I liked it. Like, just okay. across the board, I thought it worked really well. It's definitely done for a purpose, right? He's not yeah. just, like, letting his camera go out of focus or shaking it no. for no reason. No, it it all serves an he, end. It's trying to be, like, exactly what Mark said. Like, it's trying to be intrusive into what's happening among these people in like a very intimate and weird situation. Yeah. And I think that it captures that really well. Sure. 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 Should we talk about the writing here? Should we talk about the multiple timelines and the whole weird different Dude, you guys go thing? for it. Quantum entanglement or the lack of thereof. Schrodinger's cat. Jake. All of that stuff goes way over my head. Like, I get it from a very base level, but you guys can go ahead and be scientists and, and, I mean, every movie that tries to fuck with it, it's really hard to get right. And, I mean, Schrodinger's Cat is about quantum superposition, right? What? <laughs> okay. Like, that's what's going to happen. That That's fine. The, 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 the key, let me start, then you guys can go off into science land, because I am Hooray, science on behalf land. of the, the every person at this point. What the movie does is it talks about the fact that there are 
any number of universes out there, right? Yep. And you are involved in one of them. And what happens in this movie is that there is an event that brings all of them together. And when these things collide, it causes issues for everyone involved and all they of their multi-selves. That's a big assumption that the characters make. That'll come up later. Yes. Okay. So Schrodinger's cat is an interesting one because they bring it up for virtually no reason. It's kind of just like there's a science experiment that's well known that loosely fits the thing that's happening here. That's why they bring it up. Exactly. But it's not necessarily... Oh, yeah, I know what the Schrodinger's cat is. Like, sort of. So Schrodinger's cat is a thought experiment that is seeking to provide a practical example of something that happens on the quantum scale that really doesn't have an actual corollary to normal physics as we experience it day to day. Right. The cat is not both dead and alive until you observe it. The point is that when you try and observe uh, a photon or whatever, it exists as both a wave and a particle. Well, it behaves as both a wave and a (laughs) particle. It gets very, very dicey until you expend the energy to observe it. And the energy you impart upon the photon or whatever it is, when you observe it causes it to, shift into either a either a particle or a wave so it's it's not it's the double slit experiment mark that you're describing isn't precisely aligned with quantum superposition which is what schrodinger's cat describes the schrodinger's cat thought experiment of of quantum superposition where something simultaneously exists in two different states and and on top of one another until it's observed that has been proven one time on one scale using beryllium atoms uh that were proven to be superimposed but the quantum or the the double slit experiment the the wave particle duality of photons isn't precisely the same thing it is a good corollary because it's something that exists in different states until it's observed but it's not a quantum superposition right but my my, i guess my my we don't need to get off into the science part of it my point is schrodinger's cat is an experiment that is meant to take an everyday object like a cat and make it an analogy to you know theoretical right, right. physics like, like brian green's <laughs> quantum fire hose right or quantum garden hose right it's well i don't know that one but but my point is it's not a, a true one-to-one thing and there's nothing in any of that information that says that if you and your doppelganger touch hands the universe is going to implode but that that's kind of what they're using it for right they're they're saying that all this stuff exists in a balance until you observe it until you see it so their interactions with things is what's causing changes and problems i think is what they're trying to allude to and that's all that matters here if you go past that like a i think you're kind of like you're going way beyond the point and then right. b like it gets messy right because there's nothing in any of that quantum shit or certainly any traditional physics that would allow multiple independent timelines to convalesce and also it's not entertaining and creepy right like the point of this is to be entertaining and creepy it's a fucking twilight zone episode that's been expanded into a movie and the thing is like these people are meddling in a thing they shouldn't be meddling in which is their multi-selves and that causes a lot of issues right and that's cool it is really cool and so that's yes when i said the writing i don't love the way that their descriptions of like the quantum stuff is written i think it would have been and and especially his descriptions of his brother Mm -hmm. i think it would have been fun to have a stupider character bring up his misunderstanding of quantum intelligence entanglement to like get that idea out there but not have you worry about it like more natural yeah exactly okay. have okay. have beth explain it right but <laughs> the the part i re- the writing the part of the writing that's brilliant is the way he deals with these given that there are these multiple paths multiple they're not t- i mean they're not timelines because they're all existing at the same time but space these, lines yeah these multiple space lines these multiple dimension lines the way he 
has them all move and interact with one another and repeat stuff you've seen from a different one earlier, and he keeps track of the people from each one, I think is brilliant. Given, and now let's go into that. Give an example, and we'll go from there. So so there's stuff you see, I mean, that, that happens early on, right, with the knocking on the window and the note being left there, that he's then simultaneously writing that same note is really Couple cool. different notes. There's yeah. especially stuff with, is uh, who's the, the main character? Beth? No? Emily. The, Emily. Beth, Beth is the empath lady who's like, the Given short picture of ketamine the and short has the short woman. blonde hair, yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. There's stuff she does at the very end that's like, you kind of wonder if you were watching the timeline she's now watching earlier on because she does stuff that you're like, oh shit, I remember when that happened and it was never explained. He yep. does a very careful, precise job keeping track of the characters and what they're doing. And part of that is also when the different like reveals happen. Like early on, before you even realize like, on your first viewing, this took me way, way, way by surprise because I didn't even know that it was like a thing that was in play yet. When Hugh and Amir come back and reingratiate themselves in the group, and then like one or two scenes later, they reveal that they're holding the red glow sticks. That hit glow me sticks so hard when <laughs> oh I saw it the first time. Yeah, Holy that shit! Was, exactly, that was a full-on mind blow. Like, oh, this was a good movie. Oh my god, now it's great. That that's yeah. one of those like yelled out loud at the TV. Like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, I mean, all those reveals are fantastic. I, the biggest, most impactful one for me was the note, right? When he is writing the note, and then the note that he's writing gets left on the door. That's when I was like, oh, fuck yeah. me, this is cool. The glow sticks were definitely the most impactful for me. We're kind of getting into the way they use props, too. Yeah. I, I mean, that that comes up in so many ways. It's the, the Hugh and Amir thing when they come back. It's when they go outside, like the way this neighborhood exists, is there's just like this beacon of light on the other side, and they have this whole big, thing dark about thing in the middle. Like this abyss in the middle. Yeah. I almost got abyss, but those are like 25 bucks a bottle right now and i'm gonna lose anyway so fuck that <laughs> um all of that and the way it plays when they see themselves with the red glow sticks outside the first time that happened <laughs> i went through like this whole thing where it was like that's too much no wait that's really cool Eh, i like it like i had a lot of thoughts about it but ultimately what it boiled down to was i thought that the visual punch that the glow sticks brought in particular was like amazing it did so much and the, the box movie. still being sealed like yeah it's I, yeah it, it just it, the, it builds the first itself. time i saw the movie i thought it was really dumb that they're using glow sticks as any kind of a light source in a power outage because no <laughs> you're not but then when i saw what what it was for i was like yeah, okay then it's the I'll let authentication it method yeah. yeah but but well they didn't know it was the authentication method well but it beca- they, though, yeah they but it used it initially itself. for illumination Sort of. I mean, yeah. they definitely did, right? They okay. don't know anything else. Well, you have had, no other reason to get glow sticks out. Yeah. You're, um, <laughs> the lights go out, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to need to authenticate which house I came from in the moment. No, 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 I'm I, going to no. in the future, Mark. <laughs> it builds on itself, dude. They're ravers. They're probably left over from Coachella or some shit. <laughs> Jake, but to your point with the props, it's also really fucking cool later on. You get that other reveal of way more of them are from different lines than you think yeah. they are when they when different... m has her notebook that's in a different color and she starts asking people what their original their numbers, numbers were. were and you have you that's the point where it's real where it's revealed there's more than two right because she has her she she recreates her list she has the list that was in the house she was in in the first place and then also she finds out the two of the hugh and amir are from an entirely different notebook that she doesn't have yeah absolutely absolutely and I kind of wanted them to do a little bit more with the props in the boxes, like the unique identifying thing. Because that I mean, could have been... Like, I yeah. thought they did a lot with that. They did do a lot with it, but there could have even been like one more level of twist of like... They never really do a, what was your item in the box? They do it yeah, once, they do. I think. They yeah, did, they, did, they, they, they do There were a lot of them, though. It was like a sock monkey and a ping pong paddle. That's when she's looking through them. 
right? But they just started, each person started, like, saying what theirs was. And, like, you realize that every person is from a different (laughs) universe. It's like, oh, fuck. It's really cool. Yeah. The use of props is awesome. Yeah. This yeah. is this is I think the platonic ideal of an if, if efficient lack thereof efficient efficient <laughs> it's an efficient lack of effects but but uh, an effective lack thereof um, effects movie effective lack thereof except for props they use props out the wazoo in this movie yes it's a yeah. prop heavy movie yeah. yeah yeah really 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 fucking cool yeah the the it, while we're on it I'll just summarize I think what we were just getting at which is that the escalation of exactly what's happening is really cool in this movie. You just know something's a little funky to start, and then there's like, oh, there's two groups, and then, oh, God, there's like three at least, because like Mike with a green glow stick just ran through the door and punched himself in the face, and then there's like, oh, God, there's like 11 billion. <laughs> My God, yes. And even the, like, before you know, before anything even beyond what could actually happen is happening, like, it's another one of those where they do a good and believable job of keeping you, like like in Oculus, Mark, where they keep you on both sides of whether something weird is happening or not, because uh-huh. you have some characters saying, this comet's fucking everything up, and then other people providing legitimately plausible explanations for, like, no, that house could be on a generator, that house could have solar batteries, yeah. like that. There's a lot of reasons <laughs> that house might be lit up. And ours that, was, that was one of the moments where it's kind of, it's a little bit threadbare that you can see that they're just doing like improv type stuff because yeah there's no reason why anyone would be as upset as they are about a house having lights yeah (laughs) when there's so many fucking houses that have like solar panels or gas jennies or whatever yeah absolutely and i i this isn't doesn't belong in this segment to to piggyback off that thought mark before i lose it because i'm sure i will forget it's kind of annoying to me that everybody doesn't believe the two people whose phones are shattered and that when they say that like i wasn't doing anything i was just talking on it and they're like oh yeah whatever i'm sure you dropped it like why wouldn't you believe these two independent people that say their phones shattered at the same yeah, time they that can see really... hugh's phone the whole time he holds it up and they see it and then he sets it down they see it for the rest of the dinner and then he holds it up again and it's shattered they're like, they're what like, do you like, think no happened? you dropped it you idiot <laughs> you magician you <laughs> Uh, the other nice thing that it does here is it's one thing for a movie to have a concept, but in order to be really good, it has to sort of employ that concept to, like, it has to solve the thought experiment. It has to apply it in a way that actually, like, makes a point. And that's how this accesses the adult fears thing, because it's cool that you have the multiverse or whatever, but it's interesting that it leverages the multiverse as a means of making people feel uncomfortable about the decisions they've made in life. That is really, really cool. And I like the end leaving you really uncomfortable because, Mark, when you say they, <laughs> they solve it, they like that doesn't mean they have to resolve everything. Right. Like, and they right. here they leave it pretty like fucked up and ambiguous as to what her life is like now. Yes. But I to wanted awesome to end, I um, wanted to go to the A to Z horror legal corner real quick. Jake, you can interrupt real before we go down that path. No, I was just gonna say I wanted to get thoughts on like what two there were two things that I want to discuss in terms of like questions that I had. One was like you find yourself in this situation do you try to go like put yourself in that roulette wheel and like get back home or in her case it doesn't really matter get back home or in her case go find like the best version which i guess is probably like higher odds than getting back home when they show you like the five million whatever different permutations or whatnot uh that was question one and then question two is like what happens now at the end of the movie to her in the universe where there's two of her i'm assuming (laughs) she's just fucked and like gonna die well, so that okay, so that'll take us to the A to Z horror legal corner. Jack, you're the legal expert here. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you are presented with a case wherein a woman who is an exact genetic copy of herself has attempted to kill herself, uh, and then now there is just two of them, and there's no record of there being two of them, but they both are the exact same person. 
Yeah. I mean, the closest allegory is like people born on weird compounds and shit that have no identifying information and they try to become a part of the world. And like that kind of getting a birth certificate at age 25 when you grew up on your parents' lunatic compound is really interesting from a legal perspective. Really fucked up because it doesn't work well enough. Usually you have to like petition a senator to write a bill to get you a birth certificate. So that's <laughs> in this case, like what you're doing is, is I'm going to say like, okay, you have... All, let's let's assume that my client is the one who has no idea what's going on, who was just attacked by herself. I'm like, okay, well then, great. That's we're going with that, and they should arrest this other one who's done some horrible genetic experiment. And let's, I don't know, fuck, just put her in jail and let's be done with it. If I represent the one who's like, I don't know, I came from a different dimension. You're like, okay, well, I guess we try to petition to get you a birth certificate as an identical twin. I, I don't know. What's going to end up happening? So there's no precedent for this. We know that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> What's going to end up happening? In Marbury v. Madison in, 19, <laughs> in 1778. Yeah. They're both going to end up getting taken into a system and experimented on, and it's going to be horrible. That's what's going to happen. They're both <laughs> yeah. fucked. They're both okay. fucked. But Jake, oh, that's true. Se- Legal exclusion zone. That's actually yeah. what happens. Your yeah. second question is really interesting to me, or maybe it was your first question, <laughs> because I'll tell you what I do. Once they have the full realization, because there's a time in the house when everybody is on the same page of like, we're all from different places. Yeah. That's fucked. There's a billion timelines. Yep. And you, there's a roulette wheel. You don't know what you're getting yep. back to. At that point, I'm like, everybody stay here. This is our new timeline. They say that in the movie. They're like, uh, I think the Mike guy, when he's pumping the wine, is saying that. He's like, I, I'm here now. Like, whatever. Yeah. And um, plus- that's what's interesting, though, because no, I thought that too. But then I'm like, no one around me can tell me what my life is like in this one. I'm going to like go back home to mo- the tomorrow morning and it's going to be a surprise. <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> next, next week on the podcast, I call in and I'm like, Hey guys, just yeah, for fun of it. Can you tell me like who I am and what I've done with it? I go to know. law school. <laughs> they won't know because when right. they're talking right. to you about it, they're, one of them's not going to show up because they're not going to know there's a podcast Two, Like <laughs> there's nothing is going, Jack, this is why this movie was recommended to you because this is the exact oh, example of like you walk into a room and nothing that's, is the same. That's the other thing this movie does right for me. This is, chilling to my core this movie yeah. scared the <laughs> shit out of me my wife yeah. has been out of town for a while i watched this last night i stayed awake and i was just frightened yeah this movie creeps me out more than i thought it would it's fucking terrifying yeah. it's a good one to think about and that's actually one reason why i knew i liked it so much was because i like i i enjoyed watching it in the first place but then i like i haven't stopped thinking about it for right. five years <laughs> but then also once you once you do accept your situation right once you know you're in this roulette wheel so it's less scary as to why it's happened, it'd be kind of fun to play detective on what a different version of Jack's oh been up to for a God, while. Oh my God, playing competitive deductive logic puzzles against myself is like one of the coolest things I can think of. <laughs> I know, of. right? It'd be so I wouldn't fun. like that. I'm pretty sure I'd lose. <laughs> my, immediate, my immediate reaction would be to do one of two things, which would be to go to another house and try and organize like a game of Secret Hitler with all the other marks. Yep. Yep, <laughs> that'd be fun as hell. Yep. Um, and two, go to another house and try and proposition all the other Marks and Mark's lovely wife for some type of sexcapades type of situation. Yeah, you need to get some kind of orgy. Yeah, yep. exactly. Definitely. Right. Uh-huh. Definitely. But you said that That's... in a weird way where there are a bunch of Marks and only one Mark's lovely wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the numbers are going to balance out eventually. Definitely. I don't know. Okay, That's a common thing in sci-fi, though, right? It's a, It always comes down to... If you meet a clone of yourself, it doesn't won't take long for you to either kill yourself or fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or play Secret Hitler with yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, man, the other thing I really loved about this movie, the thing that really sold it for me, was the multiple mics fucking with each other all the time. And when he yeah! burst in and just started beating on himself, I was like, <laughs> oh my with god. With a green glow stick. <laughs> so fucking good. 
Uh, also, his line of like, no, 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 Hugh, you don't understand. If I gave you this note, that means I've. If there are a million other timelines, that means I've slept with your wife in every single one of them. That's hilarious. <laughs> Such that a is hilarious. Dick. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Um, I did have a few questions written down, which uh, the most important one is which one of us would be the most likely to burst through the front door and punch ourselves in the face? Uh, you're both looking at me, and I feel like it's I, I was right. just about ready to say you're looking at me. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yes, Mark. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, you too. Yeah, if we're in this situation, <laughs> it's probably going to be a lot messier. The, oh, Let's my just God. Yeah, it's going to get bloody in a fucking hurry. <laughs> Oh, I, no. I think I elected myself most likely to be the one taking a nap while all of this is happening. <laughs> really? Jacks are like Highlanders, Mark. There can only be one. I think I don't know <laughs> if you're going to be taking a nap, but you're definitely going to be in the other room watching porn. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> going to just have turned on pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Me and all the other Marks have gotten together. We're just watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to be doing, honestly. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, this Jack's movie's... gonna be pouring. Ja- Jack's just gonna be pouring shot after shot after shot, waiting for other Jacks to run out of the woods, grab them, take them, and put them back. Hell yeah, man! You gotta you gotta <laughs> blow down for I your mean, other Jacks. I don't know if there's an exact. I don't know if there's a character that's most like Jack, but if this happened, Jack would be the one that is like in a closet in the fetal position. Oh, oh god! god. <laughs> oh god! That's or yeah, your mic. You're you're somewhere in between those two characters. <laughs> You're the mic that's having an existential crisis. There's Look, also a are, mic that's just a violent drunk. We are so <laughs> far off format, we can't even see our fucking format. We're it just doesn't talking matter about anymore. Everything. Yeah, it doesn't we matter. Walked, we walked through the dark zone. Yeah, we yeah. sure did. Is, is there anything specifically does middle or does wrong we want to start talking about? No. The only thing uh, <laughs> that I had written no. down here it's for does take. middle was that the people are sort of bad at social interaction, but we've talked about this already. It's based on like how the script was formulated in the first place. Yeah. But the one thing that I does kind of stick out to me is weird is that these people are all like remarkably blase about their friend who they all know is a violent psychopath when he gets drunk, starting to drink again. Yeah. He's like, like, oh, oh yeah, Mike, being okay with that. No, Mike, don't. Come on, hey. buddy. Maybe what? don't. When this guy has said like, Hey, there's another Mike out there. He's drunk. He's probably going to try to kill us. It's like, holy shit, what happens when you drink? Oh, my God. Right. This guy has some dark past. Like, if I if there's a billion other Jacks, many of them are very drunk, and I don't think any of them are getting homicidal. Now, He's if we had drunk. a certain other friend whose name starts with a Z in this situation, and that guy was drunk, you know, there's, there could be some lovable, one, violent one hijinks. of those billion. I think the percent is relatively high, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. He is a wide spectrum, <laughs> dude. He is a ball but of in fire. all of the timelines, it's drunk. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a ball of fire. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the only thing I'd written down. Okay, a little, a little bit, uh, a little bit not yeah, worried about along, this guy's we, alcoholism. We've also kind of already touched on like just the it goes along with the the script, but I don't like some of the explanations of like not, for instance, not even all offering an alternate explanation for how your phone might be cracked. Just hard not believing you that it's not cracked. How <laughs> nah, you said your phone's not cracked. Don't worry about it. Yeah. That kind of stuff. The, the stuff of like Mark, you said with the explanations of the other house is a little bit rough. And the, the brother, what it does wrong prime for me is that my brother is a, he's just, she says he's a smart guy. And I think he's a kook at one point, a uh, kook. <laughs> which like Jake and I went to college with a guy like this, who, if he had some wacky theory, I'd probably believe it. But, uh, <laughs> Like You'd believe it for year. the sake of, like, yes-anding him and seeing for, where it goes. Yeah, for, like, oh, the yeah. first year, I might so have I actually believed it. Hear about how he wants to live on a concrete boat powered by a thorium generator and then... Selling grow, oranges to people. <laughs> grow weed-infused tangelos and not even sell them to people. Just throw them <laughs> to people at the, on the shore. That's the life, How are you man? going to make money? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't need money. Oh, I've, I've got, got a thorium generator. That's all that matters. <laughs> 
so we move to a particular station. Are Should we skipping we? over does wrong? Or are we well, just... He said, that was what it does wrong. He said he had me. one said, thing. I, that was he my one, thing. one thing. Okay. I think all the all the does wrongs I have can be They can be nitpicked. Nitpick, yeah, I, yeah me, me too. Here we go then. I hate yeah, the feng shui one. lady, and that isn't a door to nowhere. That's a door to the outside. <laughs> a door to nowhere in feng shui is a door that opens inward and is unnecessary to move between one room and another. This door goes directly outside. It's not a door to nowhere. I don't think the explanation of what a door to nowhere is matters. I think that it's actually character building because she's obviously a kook. She's obviously like... But she's also right because it is a just... door to the abyss. In this case... Okay, so she... Ooh. Blind squirrels, Jack. Blind Man, squirrels. It, that bothered me. She is blind, just... blind squirrels and broken clocks. Yep. <laughs> well, Mark, blind squirrels can fix a broken clock three times a day. <laughs> I've heard that. That's very true. Yep. Um, I do like the, on that note, I do like the varied, like, stories of these people. They're not all one type of person. They have, they each kind of have their own archetype that they go into. We don't need to talk too much more about that. But yep. I do, Beth is obnoxious, but I do appreciate that there is, like, the weird homeopath lady who's there. Well, she's also, her character falls apart for me because homeopaths don't typically go for ketamine. Yeah, she's not a homeopath. It's like CBD or hemp or, you know, natural oils, mushrooms maybe even. Yeah, she's a self-described empath, whatever that means. Yeah, it means she's a kook. (laughs) She's She's a kook. kook. Yeah. 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 Also, what she says, it's not like I'm a criminal. You, you're absolutely a criminal. Yeah, you You are in in possession of a schedule one drug. Yes. Or three, I don't know what schedule it is, but it's a drug. Nobody does. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, the I had heart- a quick. Oh, go ahead. Mark. I had a quick nitpick on the blocking of the scene where they open the box initially to find the ping pong paddle and the numbers and all that shit. Everyone is crowded around him, saying, "Open it away from your face." But they're all standing directly behind Such him as he's opening it, opening it towards himself. Yeah, he's the seer. His eyes are the only ones that matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's part of the problem with this movie, though, in terms of you can't really storyboard or block it, given the improvisational sure. nature of it. So. Yeah, yeah, there was fair. one note where it was like they spent 45 minutes not letting Amir and uh, Hugh back in the house because they thought they weren't supposed to. <laughs> yeah. And I guess Amir's one of the writers, so he's supposed to, like, guide things. Right. And after all, he's like, guys, this this wasn't you're not talking in the on. movie. This was, like, in the production of the movie. Yes. Yeah. The actors thought we shouldn't let them back yeah. in. So it, they, they might, there's, I want to see <laughs> the, some the, of the outtakes. The fa- release the footage. Yeah. Release so, it. Yeah, I want the, I, I would love a four-hour director's take of this movie. But it is interesting just to watch Amir in the scene where they're revealing sort of the multiverse, the Schrodinger's cat scene, because all of the other actors are kind of delivering their, like, interpretations of it. And then he just, like, raises his hand a couple times. He's like, or <laughs> maybe it's this way. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the real shit right there. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys notice the, like, hard cuts to black? That are uh... There's, like, I don't know, maybe eight of them throughout the movie they're different than regular transitions and they're weird it they reminded me of like a commercial break yes okay yes yeah. and so th- this was a nitpick for me because they're clearly meant to represent something and they're on the wikipedia page it has the exact timestamps for when they're broken down and they kind they they almost line up with when a different reality has been created or someone's come in from a different reality but they don't quite and the huh. director will not say what the hard cuts to black mean and i hate that i really no, I, no, I that's know. because it was an entire accident and which like us just sometimes oh. a cigar is just a cigar jack right that's absolutely and uh, <laughs> it's a, uh but the, and i like i mean i Good kudos to the director to be like, ah, yeah, there's probably <laughs> something there, up. but I'll yeah. never tell. But uh-huh, yes, I, I did do that on purpose. And I don't understand why those hard cuts to black are there because they're irritating and worse than regular cuts, especially when it's like from one shot of the dinner table to a different shot of the dinner table, which happens once. Well, 
I mean, <laughs> let's talk about the dinner table because we're in nitpicks. Okay. Who the fuck dresses their dinner table with, like, desk lamp? Like, the, the stemmed <laughs> big lamps that are, like, I don't know, two feet tall? Yeah. It's, it's like they're in the place of candles. Yeah. Is that for better lighting for, like, sheer utility purpose and then you're they're just hoping you ignore it because no yes. one has their table like that no no one uses office lamps what for their the kitchen fuck? table yeah. what the fuck especially what well, is otherwise a very nicely adorned it is a house. table it is two table lamps it is bizarre yeah i know it's a table and they're table lamps but you don't do that man <laughs> you don't the crayola marker that she uses to write on the back of photographs okay. would absolutely not stay on the like glossy kind of photograph stock that's on the oh, picture. Oh, it would smear season. all of the It's not a place. Sharpie. She yeah. needs a Sharpie. A Sharpie would smear too oh for a while. Oh, God. For a little I mean, while. You could write on it. You could, it but it would smear. So maybe yeah, if you if you tried to smear it, but they're not smearing it. They're just stacking them and throwing them in a box. Oh, that would have well, been another multi-factor authentication method is to like smeared. smear a certain part yeah. of it. Is like your, th- your thumbprint. You, you put your thumbprint on a certain part. I'm pretty Ooh. sure that was a Crayola marker. Yeah, and if you use a Crayola marker, it's going to smear just from stacking them badly. <laughs> yeah, it'll okay. it'll actually stick them together too. <laughs> so yeah, I have a question, real quick. Uh, are you telling me that they didn't use a Crayola marker in the movie? Like, if if a Crayola, if what you're saying is that a Crayola marker on these specific photos would smudge, then how the fuck did they? There's a special practical effect that they employed. Like, no, what I they did they was they it, took I, some photos and they took a Crayola marker and they wrote on it and no, that's what I think happened. all the props you see were written on them with Sharpie. I think that's Sharpie and then the, when she's writing on it she uses a Crayola marker because it's more cinematic or it doesn't have a brand name on it or whatever. And Sharpie's also a Wait, but Crayola is also a brand name. Right, but you don't see the brand name. I'm saying based on the look of the pen, I think it's Crayola. You don't see Crayola on there. It doesn't have like Crayola <sighs> written on the side like Sharpie is Sharpie written on the side. While we're on weird brands, this is, is this movie sponsored by Skype? Why does Skype come up so much in this movie? <laughs> Um, it's, it's indie enough that it would be like, I would be similar to us writing a movie where, you know, we're communicating on Skype right now. Skype, you should, uh, you should probably endorse us or something. Sponsor us, please. But I mean, it's one of those things where it's just sort of like, I don't know. It is, it is a little weird how frequently they drop it, but I kind of buy that. It's just like part of their language. Whoa. I don't remember any mentions of Skype in this movie. One of the characters is like the head of Skype. What? Yeah. Okay, can yeah. we talk about the group and what it is they do? Because <laughs> yes. who has friends like this? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, it so is one a of them sundry group. One of them <laughs> is like the second best dancer on the planet and third that's, best, that's I think. What no, I think she was like the I, she anyway, was cheated out of She yeah. is a preeminent dancer. Yes. Uh well okay. she would be if she didn't if she didn't call out sick or whatever the fuck. No, happened. she she is though. She, she just ended she just up losing failed to make like a the thing that she created yeah. to yeah. other dancers. She got real fucked. Anyway, you have that. You have an actor who was on like Roswell in terms of this show, but that's like whatever. Uh, you have but maybe he hel- wasn't. Yeah, help me out here. I mean, there's the the lunatic like the, cousin. There, there's a but, lawyer. Okay, the Beardo guy is a lawyer, I think. He you? seems like a lawyer. If yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I got a beard too. Uh, um, there's the requirement of position. That's not what I meant. <laughs> there's a guy. So I think one of the women, his the uh, what the actor's ex-wife. No, no, no. Uh, who's the dude who the two women are, are competing over? That's the, the dancer's husband. Yeah, the dan- I don't know what he the does. Strange. I don't remember what he does. And it's mostly those three. But his ex-wife is the like second lead for Skype or some very high up position. She, they they yes, joke about how she exactly. runs Skype. So they lean really hard into like everybody is somebody in California thing. Right. And you can go fuck right. yourself. Yeah, except for one of them is like a doing pretty well actor and then one of them's the lawyer. One of them is... 
Like a I, yoga instructor, maybe? I, it's all very... Unclear. It's all very California. It's all very California. It's like if you were to look at one of the California commercials, right? Yeah. The Board of Tourism commercials with everybody is somebody. <laughs> we just and go hang gliding except all the time. Exactly, like Phil Mickelson being a douchebag. Except in this, they're all white. True. There's, there's, <laughs> well, Amir... Yeah, he's probably not white. I, I don't know. No, all don't I'm know saying either. is... It was a little bit fishy to me. Yes, but Jake, so yes, they bring up Skype a lot during that, but that's not all. Because at the end of the movie, when Emily calls, when new Emily calls him, his ringtone is the Skype ringtone. (laughs) On his cell phone. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I can't, why? Why is his ring, you can't have that. That, Like, (laughs) you could make it. She called him on Skype. That's so weird. Why? Skype, Skype voice only. Oh my god! You can do the phone thing. I know, but that's so weird. Like, why See, do they talk I buy about this, Skype so much? He's I not buy the this, Skype employee. Mark, I don't think this is. Hard. I don't think this is a creative choice on the part of the screenwriters. I think this is just what it was in real life, and they called him on his actual cell phone, that's and that's what so his ringtone was. Strange. Maybe that's someone so was actually a Skype me. employee. Maybe I don't know. Shit. Yeah. Maybe they all used Skype to like set up the filming dates and stuff, and it was just like fresh on their minds. While we're on yep. the nitpicks here, we got to talk about what a bad job she does killing herself. Oh. And I don't mean trying to commit suicide. I mean committing homicide on herself. Yeah. On her other self. Yeah, that's it's a hard very, thing to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a hard thing to say. Uh, uh, should we go back to the A to Z horror legal corner here? <laughs> yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, she she starts by... Strangling herself Trying or to, like holding her mouth over, holding her hand over her mouth. Oh, doesn't she dip like a rag in the ketamine Which, and then like... Yeah, that's, 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 that's right. That's not how ketamine works. It's not either. It's not chloroform. I mean, it's ketamine. Totally I could buy thing. that a dancer doesn't know how this works and could try that. But then it wouldn't knock her out. I mean, if she holds it there long enough, she could suffocate her, I suppose. <laughs> I think you can breathe through a like hand, a cloth. A cloth with a hand over it might get kind of hard after a while. Maybe after a while, shot. but not after the 40 seconds of struggling here. Yeah, true. Uh, Maybe I don't she know. reacted. I can't hold my breath for 40 seconds, dude. Maybe she reacted by like sucking all the ketamine juice out of the rag, and that knocked her out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's say then you're successful at that. The move isn't to put yourself in the back of that same car and then just go back inside. <laughs> oh yeah, that was God. my thing. It was like, dude, drag her to the corner of the dark area and push her in. Just shove her into the void. Yeah, just leave her outside, not in the. I don't know. Put her in the dark area. Kill her She's or don't kill her, but through the way. fucking roulette wheel and yeah. go turn, somewhere else. Okay, here's what you do. You put her in the car. You turn the car toward the dark area, and you just sort of like release the parking brake, and it just rolls through. Any of the above. So dude. many options. There are so many options. She knows that's actually. I didn't think about that. That's infuriating. <laughs> that is unforgivable. There's a failsafe. She knows what's up. She knows how she, this works, she's and she it just off. doesn't do it. Why? Why? Because, because her end game is like, you know what? I've never gotten rid of a body before. That sounds like a fun experience. And if or, they catch me, I'll, it'll, it's my body. I can do with maybe, it what I please. maybe she's just like yourself, Mark. Maybe she's just really into herself and she wants to have that orgy. I don't want to kill her. I need she her wants, to be. I'm going to chain yeah, her that's up in the That's actually how this movie ends, right? <laughs> Kevin, you, you, the movie actually just ends with Kevin looking at her yeah. and also talking to her on the phone. Maybe he's just like, okay, how can I, how can I make this work for and me? And you know what? Kevin's in, a lucky guy. In this reality, yeah. their relationship's going very well. And if all of a sudden there were two of my wife, well, I'd, I'd have some ideas. He's pretty happy with this situation, probably. <laughs> yeah. You know, she could get working part time because they could just split shifts. Have oh, you guys seen Living yeah. with Yourself? The Paul Rudd Netflix show? No, I haven't There's yet. a lot it's of good. that shit that happens in that. <laughs> so that's how this movie ends. I like it. Yeah, it ends with living as a sitcom. Okay. Also, now there's 
two of the whatever two of the top five dancers in the world are the same person so there could be like some really great choreography stuff happening oh there you, you would be there i mean go. she's gonna get fu- they're gonna have to keep it hidden oh my god you could do the prestige you could actually do the prestige there it is we solved it there it is <laughs> that's the actual outcome of this movie how much did you guys love i know i already talked about the mic coming in and assaulting the other mic but just that one of the living rooms she goes to there's two mics tied to chairs in the kitchen yeah <laughs> yeah so fucking there was good. another imdaba outtake or whatever it's not an outtake whatever whatever it's called Goof. note note that was like uh, one of the deleted scenes was like they were she wanders up to one of the windows and they were doing a seance over a dead body a dead mic. <laughs> <laughs> Glad they cut that one out. Yeah, I kind of like it actually. I would have been. I but been even then, okay. Then let's assume you decide the best course of action is inexplicably to just go back inside, leaving the car, leaving the body in the car. Okay, you're back inside. You find ketamined up yourself in the bathroom. Your move is just to store her in the tub and then say, okay, I'll be right out. You hit her with the toilet lid. That's not good enough. They should have at least done like a breakaway lid so it like broke. I I, no, I don't think it would break. I mean, It probably wouldn't, but I mean, WWE, dude. <laughs> or like uh, the Boondock Saints, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Uh, but uh, that's not, shouldn't be the end of it. No, she that's needed to kill her. That's when you got a fake very traumatic diarrhea and be like, you need to give me some time in here. Please go play. Like, do me a solid. Go play some loud music in the other room. I need a buffer zone. You need to just, like, tell your friend something so distressing about the level of diarrhea they're having that they have to get your back. Which brings me to one of my nitpicks, which is that when Beth knocks on the door, M says, the toilet just got backed up. I'll be right out. And then Beth says, oh, yeah, you can't use that one. You have to use the other one. And then just walks the fuck away. Yeah, like, my, Beth, what are you doing? That's a little late for that information. Yeah, my, I mean, my take, Beth shouldn't leave that alone. She should be like, you better fucking get to cleaning in there. Yeah, do you, like, do you need help? I have some cleaning supplies or a That's plunger or move. something. Jake's move isn't a do you need help. No, I'm not helping. <laughs> I'm not helping. Dude, if someone had just dumped, I'm not helping with their dump. Well, like, okay, let's say you provide the them bathroom. tools. What do you want there. them to use their hands and throw it out the window? No, or I give them like, the tools, but I'm not going to help them beyond that. Jake, I'm in the right. bathroom in there. Yeah. You don't you just shrug your shoulders door. and walk away. And I say, I don't know. I think there's something wrong with the toilet. You yeah. say you can't use that toilet. It's backed up or yeah. whatever. I say, okay, I'll keep that in mind in the future. But I'm like halfway through and it's a disaster in here. So <laughs> yeah. I'll have to deal with this. But like, yeah. <laughs> what's your reaction to that? Leave uh, me the fuck alone for a while, right? I would I, think, well, I ask I'd if be you like, have, a ki- have, a, have a trowel that I can use. A, <laughs> a, I would be like, okay, here's like a secondary plunger right because you're absolutely taking that out of the house and throwing it away when you're done <laughs> b here's drano and c like here's every other cleaning solution in my home Do right all of that clean it all sure yeah. and i'll be like absolutely but yeah. right yeah. now it's an apocalypse in here <laughs> here's yeah. a two gallon who's it here's a two gallon container of acetone have fun mm-hmm. <laughs> acetone <laughs> i don't know i was trying to think of the weirdest cleaning supply i have in my house in retrospect, I really would have liked them to be walking around, like in in the in the montage of her looking in the other houses. I would, and they had they all kind of aired on the side of violence. We have the ones with the two mics tied up. We apparently have a deleted scene where Mike's just straight up dead, and they're trying to exercise him. <laughs> I would like to see one that shows that like people can get along. Like if there's just like three groups of the same people, and they're all just playing like a game of Monopoly or Risk or something, having a good time. Oh, of multiple groups. Yeah, Together? three of three, like eight, like 24 people, or I guess sure. just maybe just two groups, 16 people, and yeah. they're all just like drinking and having fun and maybe playing a game. They're playing, like, that'd kick, be fun. They're playing Kick the Can in the Abyss. They're playing yeah. Red Rover. 
Uh-huh. That would be bad. That would be badass. They're oh my god, Red football. Rover. Yes, <laughs> Red Rover is the best possible situation that they could have included. Yep, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Um, when she goes to that last house, the one she's ultimately going to try to burst into and take her life from, her boyfriend is looking directly at her through the window. Sure. She is not concealing herself in the slightest. Uh, correct. Which, like, it's easier to conceal yourself when you're outside in the dark looking into a lit house, but still. Yeah, I got the glow stick. It's all bad. That's true. Yeah, she is. She. Oh, what's that glow stick out there? I mean, at this point, all of them should probably know about the other. It's, and although it does appear that that. Yeah, this is the happy one. They didn't that, know about it. They didn't know about it. Yeah. She well, took the book. and it, there is also some evidence that it's all like the time is also wibbly wobbly, because as she's walking through, like a the note comes. Like, the blackmail note comes substantially after they oh, delivered definitely. the blackmail and note. And one of them says, like, you've been gone for, he's like, I've been gone for an 45 hour. minutes. He's like, no, you've yeah. been gone for five minutes, ten max. Exactly. Yep. Although that's yeah. probably a different one, but still. Yeah. So it's time nice. is also janky in this. I think they all kind of go through the same timeline-ish. Hey, speaking of the blackmail note, that is the least subtle blackmail note I think you could possibly <laughs> deliver. That's not a blackmail note. That's just you delivering a note that says, hey, I slept with your wife ten years ago. No, but he's, he's delivering it to himself. He's deliver. He puts it under the door. He's not delivering it to anybody. He's delivering it to a house, and the note just says like He's- Mike plus Beth equals Trinidad and Tobago question mark or something. I'm trying to think of like I don't have anything that bad to blackmail myself with, but if I was trying to blackmail myself, like I think I'd have a really hard time coming up with something subtle enough that somebody else wouldn't be able to get, but that I would be able to figure out. No, I'm that's the dense. easiest possible thing. Because then you just you reference like the painting that was on the wall that is burned into your memory or something. Mark, are you thinking of something specifically? <laughs> yeah, suspiciously <laughs> specific. No, I'm just saying, like, with memories like that, I always think of weird... N- n- okay, I'm, I need to take <laughs> all of this memories about me cheating on with my friend's wife. <laughs> yeah, wait, hold on. How do I say this so that it's less incriminating? <laughs> I know what you mean. When you feel bad about something, you remember weird stuff about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we all have those memories that we go back to as we're, like, trying to fall asleep and our brain is haunting us of just, like, the things we regret in life. Oh, man. Like, I remember getting <laughs> The time a, I getting made a... an ass of myself in front of my, like, my in-laws. I remember I, in elementary I... school, I played a game with my friends. We were stepping on each other's feet. And we got in so much trouble for that. I got written up by the principal and I had to take a note home to my parents. And I remember just sitting on the bus looking at my shoelaces for so long being like, oh, I got to give this note to my parents. Oh, my God. So there you go. The note just says, hey, remember your shoelaces? Yeah. And it right? Like, that's not, that doesn't mean shit to anybody except for you. It occurred to me as an adult, that is the worst possible system for accountability. <laughs> Having a bad kid give a note to their parents. I mean, I wasn't a bad kid. I did give the note to my parents, but I didn't have to. Shit. Yeah, man, you got it's true. <laughs> I mean, I assume there was some type of other follow-up, and the lesson here is actually to make sure you are accountable. I don't think so. Like, they put in a call, and they're like, did you get a note from your kid? Like, that's <laughs> yeah, probably what would have happened. That's, that's what an underpaid public school pr- principal is going to spend their time doing. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, my last Why did you get in trouble? Hold that... on. Why did you get in trouble for a step for a game where you yeah, step on each other? It was get in trouble very for. unfair. Oh, I don't want to get into it. It was I was <laughs> How did you get in trouble for I that? I got in so much trouble because we used to get we used to get the only I... thing that used to happen for playing rugby in another game that has a worse name that it should no longer be uttered almost every time we were given a soccer ball i never got in trouble <laughs> other than they took the soccer ball until the next day i'm saying man, we... this wasn't fair at all this dickhead named kenny didn't get to play he started crying said i stomped on his foot way too hard yeah i mean Ugh. he might have dude no he didn't get to we wouldn't let him play he was a dick <laughs> oh well i mean we okay. played 
we played crack the whip and like anytime there was someone who we didn't like on the end of the whip we would legitimately just throw them into the rusty chain link fence i i'm saying i shouldn't have gotten in trouble for this it wasn't fair <laughs> kids are brutal man <laughs> yeah they are also crack the whip is fun as hell <laughs> Man, if I played Crack the Whip once right now, my back would never be the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'd die, but it'd be, it'd be great for the five minutes before anyone got injured. All right, my last nitpick is the number of dice correlates perfectly to the number of people at dinner, which is stupid when they have dice for Monopoly or Yahtzee. Yahtzee? I mean, they could have just passed a die around. Also, I mean, like, if you're doing this in any house of ours, you're going to have ample die. Oh, for... yeah, I mean, they should all be playing. Look, it's much more random if they, if they come to our houses. We got D20s, D100s. We got everything. <laughs> exactly. That actually tails onto one of my other nitpicks, which is that there's <clears throat> when she has the two lists, there are, the all, so all six numbers, or I guess all eight numbers are different between the two lists. And in fact, between at least two people between three lists. And the likelihood of just two lists not having any duplicated numbers for any person is only 16%. It's possible, <laughs> but highly unlikely. Right. Yeah, and it's yeah, even yeah. less likely that the two people, Amir and Hugh, would have different numbers entirely. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? It serves the narrative. Sure. I, I, I do. I would have liked to have seen that. We're like, and then this person rolled a two in both universes. So, mm, both right. dimensions. Well, that's, that's where you could have used the item as a different thing, too. Right. Yeah, that's true. And that, that, I mean, ultimately, that's what they do is they're like, yeah. also, what was your challenge item? And they're like, ping pong paddle, napkin ring, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Good nitpick. Uh, we've been talking about this with Mark. We, it, people also got to hear our rampant speculation on quantum physics. So <laughs> should we go to the ratings? Yeah, I feel like we've, we've gotten to the end of this one. This, this is one of the reasons I wanted to review it in the first place was because it is... One of the most... I wanted to talk to you guys about this the most because there's a billion ways this can go. Oh, I have one more neat pick, actually. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I just okay. saw. Uh, the, the end credit... This is a very minor neat pick that will only appeal to like a very small subset of our audience, but the, the credit song is by Laura Veers, who has been a Treeford artist multiple times. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, the, the credit song is awesome, too. Well, yeah. Treeford artist, Laura Veers. Very cool. We overdated the horror. Use a one through ten rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about the running on empty guy. Would rate Popeye's popcorn shrimp. My disappointment is immeasurable, and my day is ruined. And for ten, think about Werner Herzog. Would rate how stupid chickens are. The enormity of of their flat brain, the enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. You have to do yourself a favor. When you're out in the countryside and you see chicken, try to look a chicken in the eye with great intensity. And the intensity of stupidity that is looking back at you is just amazing. Stories, first category to rate these movies. Mark, your pick, your story rating. I'm really curious to see where you guys go with this. I gave it a 10. Uh, this is eminently captivating and creative. I have very few flaws I can find with it. There's a little bit of like looseness in the story just because like kind of by nature of getting a bunch of actors together and basically giving them improv to do. But I think ultimately like the reason this movie was so interesting in the first place is because of the story. So yeah. Jake, I, I don't have a whole lot else to add. I had intended for you to go second, but I'm jumping in here because I gave it a 10 as well. Wow. Yeah. This is unbelievably written. The story is fantastic. And the limited stuff I didn't like about it, like, you know, the kind of weird explanations is attributable a lot of it to the the kind of way he had the actors go and just improv their their reactions to it. It's not really a writing thing. 
I'm blown away by the story. I love it. It's mind trippy and awesome. It's a tan Jake. I gave it an eight and a half. I think the looseness that you guys why were so low? Okay, yeah, because that's what I was starting to say. Is the looseness <laughs> that you guys were talking about is uh, exactly like what I guess took away from it for me. You're gonna have some inherent. I don't. I don't want to call them flaws because I gave it an eight and a half. Like it's really high, but that looseness equals looseness in the story and it's just it's not it's not what i would call perfection but it is a very captivating story absolutely it's gonna take us into scare factor maybe is that right mark what's your immersion damn it world building christ category i gave it a no mark goes first i'm all over the place what has happened to you in the last three minutes i don't know mark what's your world okay did you stumble through a dark void and now you just wound up here and you've never done an actual podcast i think this is the this is the podcast with the red glow sticks right <laughs> uh, that actually is what mine is. Mine's oh, actually mine's actually mauve. <laughs> it's a dark color for some Jake. Reason. Jake came from a different rave. <laughs> Mark, what um, is your? I give it a nine, and honestly, like I'm struggling to not go higher because of the, how interesting this movie is, and because of once I learned that they were all kind of doing improv, that in, that that entered a new dimension for me as well, where it was like. Where I could not only watch the movie for what it was, but I could also watch the actors like doing their acting thing, which is also interesting and entertaining. Uh, the only reason I pulled it down a little bit was because I was a little gun shy about giving it two tens straight off the bat. <laughs> but also, um, there is like it, parts of the movie are a little hard to watch, particularly the intro scene uh, when she's on the phone with her boyfriend, and then also or whoever it is, and then also like when you're introducing the characters and like one of the a few of the characters like don't even remember that the guy was in Roswell or whether or not she was a yoga teacher or all this other shit like it it's just a kind of a socially awkward scene and even though I think it's like relatively well executed socially awkward stuff is still hard to watch yeah look I gave it a seven for this category um I I have to because of the the reasons that like I I took I didn't discount. It didn't discredit the the story rating at all for stuff that I'm potting into this category, kind of that immersion stuff. It's a little bit a, a factor of having the actors all improv stuff. Some of it feels a little bit unnatural. And there's not much world building done. Like, you're just in this one house. That's really cool. But it's not world building. It's like effective lack of world building. Um, so, do I say effective or is it efficient? Like, oh my god. I'm losing Efficacious. my mind. You say, sometimes you incorrectly say efficacious. I know, but what am I supposed to say? You don't know a either. Judicious. Judicious lack thereof. Oh, my God. I'm losing my mind. What guys. happened? I don't fucking know. We, I had that extra we took th- a break for 20 seconds. I, mean, <laughs> I had an extra third of a Coors Light, and I lost my marbles. I mean, it's a it's a great beer, Jack. <laughs> All right, Jake, what is your whatever Taking a walk in the blue That's an immersion category and world building. I'm really freaking out here. <laughs> oh, my God. I gave this a nine. Okay. It's almost as immersive as I could be in a movie, and a lot of that is because of that very contained, but I think effective world that they build which is this house and then that weird abyss with the weird other house on that island out there where it's emitting light it's crazy and i love yep. it yeah awesome. uh it, it could have been a little bit more immersive but that's i i, I don't think it's ju- double double depardization <laughs> double jeopardy. we're all failing here we're yeah. all dying we've fallen into a black hole we, sorry, yeah listener yeah i don't think it's double jeopardization but um <laughs> the same elements that kind of detract a little bit from the story for me in terms of this being improv, they 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 wear a little bit on the immersion category too because there are moments where you can tell. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's going to take us into scare factor. I think I got that one right. Mark, what is your scare factor score? Uh, scare factor or judicious lack thereof. I, I, this is a tough one for me. I gave it a five because Woof. this is not a traditional 
like scare thing. It, it's a really hard one to fit onto our scale. Like, how do I compare this to fucking like Friday the Thirteenth or something like that? We'll see. Now, your mileage may vary substantially. I yes. think you can easily make an argument for anywhere between like a two and a half and a ten. Like, and Jack, if is... you give this thing a ten because this one vibes with you, then I'm cool with it. And That's this is totally why fine. we recommended this to Jack on an omnibus. Like, this is this should be high for him because this is what he has professed to being finding particularly scary so i i agree completely i just had to interject that particular but thing because i'm like interested to see what you say i see your face right now <laughs> yeah also yeah. as far as like just disturbing content though like if you're using the test of like if i can show this to like a kid in junior high and they'll have nightmares about it like yeah no but they're gonna not. think about it they might and they are gonna be it i'd have nightmares about it okay continue <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I gave it a 9, and it okay. was very nearly a 10. I'll tell you why I didn't give it a 10, and it's because they eventually end up at a place where I think I might end up at, if were, were I them, where I know or at least have a what okay grasp on what has happened. And so now that I know that, it's scary to me, all that mind-bending shit of like, you don't know what's real, what's not real, who knows what, people don't remember the same shit as you, that scares me because you don't know why it's happening, you don't know what's going on. Once she knows, like, here's the situation, I just gotta go find a reality to be a part of, yep. then I'm less scared by it. Then I know there's multiple different realities, that's why it's happened. And But all the shit leading up to that is my literal nightmare. I hate it. It did keep me up last night. It might keep me up again tonight. It's terrifying. Jake? It's so interesting. So I gave it a six and a half. Um... But my take is almost the exact opposite of yours. <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm going to be pro. I'll be freaked out by it for sure. I'm going to be trying to problem solve to the best of my ability during the situation. But the thing that is profoundly disturbing to me is coming out the other. It's the end of the movie. It's coming out the <laughs> other so side funny. of this and not being at home, yeah. not having a way to go home. Yeah. Because I don't know how different this reality, this universe is, and that is fucking terrifying that's so weird because that's the part where i breathe a sigh of relief no like, okay we're in now i know okay here that's we are where I now out. i'm pot committed yeah, i have exactly, to make this reality exactly world. Yeah. i i cannot deal with that the idea <laughs> but there of is not being there is home. the there is the other side of that which is like we all have pretty good lives i would say i would say i have i'm not going to be searching out another reality uh my my personal self but then that means that like maybe there is another me who's jealous of me right now and that guy's gonna be searching me out and i gotta be aware of the fact that i could be ketamine ragged mark you you wouldn't search out a different life but you're not much of a gambler right you've never spent 24 straight hours at a pie gow table that is correct <laughs> so but, but i don't know maybe maybe the either, other buddy. me has <laughs> maybe that's why his life sucks <laughs> That is going to take us into our effects or judicious lack thereof. Are you guys impressed hey. that I remember the word? Uh, effective effects or and judicious their lack thereof. use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I gave this a seven. I assume you were going to throw it to me when you were done with your. I think I said sentence. Mark. Maybe I. I don't okay, know. I don't know. Uh, some Jack somewhere said Mark. So, <laughs> got it. Uh, I gave this a seven. This is mostly, as we've talked about, an a an effective lack thereof movie. But <laughs> they do. You, this is a masterclass in prop usage. That's basically the only thing that we can really go off of here. That judicious lack thereof movies typically peak out at like a six, six and a half ish. And then this one also has phenomenal creative props that tell the story for you. So seven. Yeah. I give it a seven for exactly the same reasons. This is the platonic ideal of a judicious lack thereof movie. Jake. 
Uh, six for the same reasons. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's there's not a lot going on here except for the incredibly large amount that's going on from the prop, the prop department and the the mileage that they give the movie. Yeah. So, Jack, yeah. Jack like, you keep saying plutonic, isn't it? Platonic. I'm I, hearing platonic. I was saying platonic. Maybe that's an error in the audio. I'm def- it is platonic, and I'm saying platonic. A H. Okay. Like, like a A with the line over it. Just making sure. Yep. Nope. <laughs> yes, this is a plutonic lack thereof movie. Pluto. Good Disney character. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's what the that's what the comet is, right? It's Pluto hitting yeah. the Earth. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot happening right now. I'm already in an <laughs> unstable mental state. <laughs> it's gonna take us into overall. Mark, what's your overall score? Uh, my overall score was a ten. Um, this Boom! is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think this is only the third ten I've given out, and I am the other not two, gonna regard this one. Two, at one all. Paranormal I, Activity and what else? Your Pl- next. Paranormal Activity, Your Next, and this. And yeah. maybe The Conjuring. I can't remember what I gave The Conjuring. I, you That's gave a it good a solid list. I'm pretty oh, sure I you also gave it, gave it a 10. Yeah. Still, um, I, don't, I don't hate so any of those. There's, I mean, there's a reason I wanted to watch this one with you guys. I think it's incredibly interesting and fun to talk about. It's a movie that I can recommend to people who like horror and people who don't like horror at all because see earlier conversation on Scare Factor. And it's also like... It, this is the movie, like I said, I've seen it twice now, which is interesting to give a 10 to a movie I've only seen twice. It stood up exceptionally well on second viewing. But my point is, when I watched this originally the first time, I spent the next five years thinking about this movie and wanting to watch it again, which I think like the stay factor of this is what warrants a 10. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, I don't I don't hate any of what you just said. I don't know that I can go on a 10 with you, but I'll, I'll join you in a 9. I'll, I'll right. be up there with you with a nine. I fucking love this movie. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm like, it's one of those movies where I'm trying to find reasons to dis, to, to you know, make it less than a ten. Yeah, you like, you finished your notes and you're like, oh shit, I didn't write anything down and does it wrong. Yeah, I got to uh... go with something for that section. Yeah, <laughs> Jake, what about you? I mean, I guess I'll be the negative Nancy here and give it an eight. Like, <laughs> I, I, it is a great movie, but I, yeah, you're I know. A Grinch. I'm a, such a Grinch, dude. But I like this. It's. It's a great movie. It profoundly impacts me. It is also a movie that is done, and this isn't necessarily a negative, but it's done at a very small budget on a small scale, and it is improv, and you can see some of the chinks in the armor, so to speak, in terms of Sheen. I don't necessarily need Sheen in all of my movies, but there are moments that pop through that are not perfect, so I cannot give this a perfect score. It's a great movie, though, so to move right along to our thumbs up, thumbs down, obvious. <laughs> it's This is one of the more easy ones we've Two done. Two big thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up like, over here. Great movie. Love it. Watch it. Everyone should watch it. Yep. Hey, we should probably say, we probably should have said this at the top. This is also a movie that's like super easy to see. It's free on both Hulu and Amazon. It's been on Shutter before. You can find this like almost anywhere. And if you haven't seen it, you should absolutely go and see it. Here's the interesting <laughs> thing. If you Google it, like if you just Google stream coherence movie, you'll find a link that takes you to a page on Amazon where you can pay $3.99 for it. But if you just search for it on Amazon, it's free. I noticed that. I Googled coherence and it's the like the normal page that comes up that's like what coherence is as far as like waves interacting with each other. But you can also find stuff on there and it just says it's free on Hulu. But if you Google coherence movie, yeah. it says it's free on both Hulu and Amazon. But you can also <laughs> but there's also a link from Google that will take you to a page on Amazon where you can pay four dollars for it for that's no bizarre. fucking reason. That's bizarre. I might play something in at the spoilers part. That's it must like, be like just two, so you know. It must be like two slightly different distribution means. Maybe. Like one is like the real one that's <laughs> tied in with and Amazon. One's the red glow stick, one's the blue glow stick. Exactly. That's bizarre. All anyway, right. that's a good point. Yeah. Mark, did you give it thumb and a thumb a thumb goes oh, up? Oh, it's a it's a hard thumbs down for me. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Mark hated it. He won't recommend it to anyone. 
Mm-hmm. No, I like we talked about this at the beginning. I literally recommend this movie to everyone I talk to. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh get the fuck out of here, right? We're getting a little long in the tooth. This has been episode 163 of the A to Z Whorecast. To check out everything we have going on, head over to A to Z Whore.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those links are right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you like what you're hearing, if you're still here hanging out with us, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. We're over there. We're doing a lot of cool stuff. So uh, that link's down there, too. You can take it. You can support the podcast financially if you so choose. If that's not what you're interested in, just can't swing the dough right now, that's cool, too. We're just happy that you're still here, and we're going to keep making the same great content for you every week. As always, the music is coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below, and, uh, yeah, their music is something that you're probably pretty familiar with at this point. Next week, we're getting into the Christmas spirit, though. Yeah, we are. It's time. Uh, We had a bit. I don't don't know. It was my pick. I was the last one in this year's little whatever roundup that we do, so I had to pick something that was Christmassy. I went with Christmas Evil. I've never seen it. The Yuletide feeling overcame. Have you seen it? I haven't. No. Have you seen it, Mark? I have not. Damn. Okay. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. I've heard that this is one of the better Christmas movies, but it's a little bit on the campy side, which is not a detriment, so let's see how it goes. All right. That's coming at you next week, and we will see you then. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. I'm great to be here. I just want to spend time with Fred and me.